live from the Club Drop Studio, exclusively on the Beer Gardens Quartet. It's time for your footy fix, so grab a cold one and get ready for footy from. We've got our funk on here on Footy and Frothies on a Thursday night. Big news week, uh, our penultimate show before we get to do some... No, it's actually not penultimate, it's the last one. The last show before some actual footy talk. Penultimate would have been last week. <laughs> it's also English lessons here at Footy and Frothies. Uh, you get everything at the Beer Garden Empire. But uh, big, new week, new, uh, big news week we're going to cover off. Uh, Barney, what's been happening with you, my friend? Yeah, no, not a lot, mate. Work slowed down a little bit, which is nice. But um, the wife's had surgery on her foot, so... Uh, the home duties are mine now, so that's <laughs> got me a little bit busy there. So, no, life's good, but yep. can't complain, mate. Yourself? Uh, moving house, so yeah. scramble tonight to do a bit of research and catch up on everything. But I'll be ready to go for next week for sure and certain. And our usual uh, news hound on the end, Trev Smith, back again. We've wrapped him back in again. G'day, lads. How are you? Good, good. And you've uh, just wrapped up a TNT episode with Trev. Yes, just wrapped up a TNT episode with Trev. Enjoyed that or? Yeah, mate, it's pretty good. I'm oh, sorry, talk amongst yourselves while I have a beer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it, it was good, mate. It was, it was a good, uh, I just went over for a bit over 20 minutes, you know. But, yeah. you know, just Shoot really, shit. Just, that's right, just really to say to people, hey, we're still alive. Yeah. So we try to spend as least amount of time with Trev as possible. <laughs> Each to their own. But we've got um, some exciting news coming there from that side of the uh, the podcast realm is uh, hopefully... Travel restrictions are eased from June, and hopefully pubs aren't far behind. So I believe Denman's much closer on the radar than we'd hoped first. So very good. Watch this space, there. and we'll have a uh, Club Trev up this weekend as well, having a chat to producer Tone. But that's uh, you can find that at Club Trev on Spotify and Facebook and iTunes. But right now we're here to talk footy. Um, should we touch kick off with the referees' news from the week? Uh, basically, that's where I've seen Volandis come out and told him to pull their heads in and. They threatened a bit of strike action, and I think common sense is not prevailing. Is that the case, Trev? Oh, mate, at the moment, I, I still believe that they're going ahead with their case, uh, the referees' union. Uh, me, honestly, or my, my own personal opinion, I, I think they just need to, what what Volandis have said, you know, pull your heads in. And as I've said on a few other different podcasts that I've been on, the referees just need to know that, Every other business and people in the country and even around the world are losing their jobs or getting downgraded. So come to the come to the field to play, come to the table, you know. Like, don't uh, be greedy. Like, yeah, I understand a few people losing their jobs, like in the part-times, but they've still got 22 full-times who still got their job and who still be able to do the job of refereeing. Mm. And it's not small coin either, a full-time referee, as we talked about last week. Yeah, that's right. Like, they get over 100k easily. Yeah. Yeah, closer to... Well, don't get me wrong, there's a few officials out there, uh, like I'll name one, uh, Ricky McFarlane, he's only part-time, he's a good touch judge, he's uh, getting close to his 300th game, be good to see him get it, but if he doesn't get it this year, he'll definitely get it, hopefully get it next year. Mm. And Barney? I can't can't really argue with that, to be honest, the sentiment there, Um, but obviously they want their their case heard, Um, I don't think that's ever been on the record that they're actually going to take strike action. It was just one of those comments we're going to explore all avenues. Yeah, and yeah. Media beat up and it's turned into a, oh, they're going to strike tomorrow, they're going to ruin the game, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, there'll be talks either uh, today and tomorrow and then uh, arbitration apparently over the weekend. So we it should was, know more. From what day. I could see, if we're actually hearing out of someone's mouth, it was one throwaway line from um, the union 
the union boss and it was just yeah, him boss, throwing up right. a, 10 different ones. That was the one they ran with. And yeah, that's of course. Because they had to get the biggest headlines. Sensation, clickbait. Yeah, exactly. That's it. What a world we live in. Uh, next biggest news of the week is GI is coming back next year to play in England. That's right. Um, big news. So he's going to Warrington, I believe. 100%. Yep. Won yeah. it last year. S- won last uh, year. They, yeah. haven't, they haven't won the Super League. They won the Challenge Cup. Challenge Cup. Challenge Cup. Yep. They haven't won the Super League. So pretty League. serious team. Yeah. Should be jumping into a pretty good spot. Oh, definitely, mate. Like, yeah. you know, they love their rugby league in Warrington, uh, as we've probably seen on some of the episodes where I've had Warrington gear on up the wire. And how uh, how was it received over there? Have you had much feedback? Have I had much feedback? Is mm. the Pope Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I've had that much feedback from it. It's not funny. I'll be honest with you guys, right? If Greg goes over there and they win the Super League, mate, he's going to be up there with Brian Bevan of one of the best all times of the for Warrington and rugby league in general. Yep. Like he's signing like they've had Alan Langer over there. They've had Andrew Johns at Warrington. But Greg Inglis, mate, he's gonna put bums on seats every week. And that not just at Warrington, but every ground they go to as well. Yep. And they, like he he's got star power, mate. And I and the other day as well I was talking to an ex uh, Melbourne Storm trainer. I said, How do you reckon he'll go over there? And basically said, oh, he's ready to go. And I said to him, Brian Bevan the second. He goes, 100%. Um, Ben? Yeah, well, obviously he's always been um, really uh, <laughs> extremely high, highly regarded. He's The 18 months has obviously done him well because um, at the point, point he retired, he didn't think he could continue anymore with his body. And obviously he had um, a few other issues with some things that happened just before his retirement. But um, oh, he should absolutely kill it over there. If he's um, three quarters fit, he should. You know, he's going to be one of the best centers running around in the Super League. Now, just to put a, just because I love putting balloons in people's bubble, uh, pins in people's balloons. Uh, can he be fit? He's had eighteen months away from the game. He was busted already. He's had mental issues. He's going to move to the other side of the globe and have to train over there. Will he even last a season? Do oh, you think you'd get the season out of him? All you can do at the moment is obviously take his word for it, and he's saying he's in a, a really good headspace and the body's feeling good. So if how old is he? He's younger than us, isn't he? Thirty-three. Yeah, he'll 33. be thirty-four next season, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. But like, it, it also has to be a bit of it's good sign. There has to be a bit of realism to it all as well that he's still got a point to prove. And yeah, well, apparently he was um, he was looking to go back and play um, some country footy, okay. and um, Russell was trying to line him up with one of his teams up there, the Axemen. Someone axman on oh, in the country, uh-huh. and then um, Richo's come to him. He's just recently um, started up his own uh, sporting, uh, uh, like representation, sports mm-hmm. representation, and his first customer happens to be now Greg Inglis that he's opened up but with um, his son. So that's, that's probably and not a bad go. And that's it. And at the same time, as I said to a few people, that like going to Warrington, it's it's not a bad thing because yeah, in a day, of course, South Sydney and Warrington have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm. That players uh, from South Sydney been going to Warrington for the last couple of years, and then they've coming back and, and back yeah. and forth, you know. So yeah, like so it's a good fit for him. Richo just came to him and basically said, "Mate, you're better than country footy. Go and you know if you've got something to offer, go go over to England." And obviously, there's contacts there, and yeah, it could be could be a brilliant move for both of them. But obviously, we have to see how he goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so potentially they could have him. They're going to have Falau and uh, there's word of Sunny Bill as well. I heard all playing Super League. Yeah, all playing in the Super League, mate. Like, if you said 10 years ago, let's put money on Greg Inglis, Sonny Bill, Israel Folau, all playing in the Super League at once, everyone would have laughed at you. Mm. Could have got any odd odds. Could have written your own book. 
That's it, mate. Like, man, we could have had like the odds at infinity to one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's going to be an intriguing season, and I suppose for the global game there, it'll put eyes there in uh, Australia. There's more incentive for Australians to cover it, and uh, Fox held to cover it as well, which of they course. have done a pretty good It'll job. Be of, Forty-five thousand Fox League stories. Exactly. Four weeks out before he starts. Already. Uh, exactly. Well, I, I hope it does go well, but I think there's also going to be a, a tinge of um, he's got a point to prove as well. But just because that's the kind of positive guy, if he I wants am. to finish it the way he, you know, he wants to try and finish it on his terms. And that's right. I don't think unless he's short of quit, I don't think he'd be coming back for the sake of coming back. So, uh, excellent. Uh, the draws out is the big news of the week, though. The other big news. Yep. And Barney, well, you spent the day analysing the ins and outs of it. I can see you two pages of notes there. <laughs> Should I, I'll hand to you, and you can drive the. You can take the wheel for a bit. Also, basically, um, I've looked at who's playing everybody twice rather than. Um, the actual like week by week draw because once everyone's going to play everybody once that's even Stevens as far as you're concerned and then you look at who's playing everybody twice. Um, the ground setups look this way for the first uh, six rounds I think it is up until round nine or seven rounds. Uh, Bank West will be hosting the Eels, Dogs, Rabbits, Sharks and Roosters. Um, Campbelltown, Dragons, Tigers, Panthers and Raiders be playing from home there. Uh, Central Coast, we've got the Knights, Warriors and the Sea Eagles. Suncorp, Brisbane Titans and Cowboys and Storm at their own home grounds. Um, not Obviously without crowds, not sure it makes a huge no, issue, so. but travel uh, travel obviously has some sort of impact. Um, so but yeah, teams, I think I saw Penrith don't leave Sydney till round 10. Yeah. So teams like that, some of them will... Are close to home, but you know, no disadvantage there. And obviously, most of the Cowboys' um, away games are going to be a fair bit of travel. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, everybody playing everybody twice. I've got Brisbane. I think have probably one of the better draws out of everybody for their second uh, that they have to play twice. So they've got the Rabbits, the Roosters, Titans, Eels, and Cowboys. Uh, basically, I looked at out of the because they're playing everybody five teams twice. Uh, if you if I would imagine them to beat the 50% mark, I've marked them higher than average. Yeah. So Titans and Eels, I would imagine they would get three out of those four games and so on and so forth. 50-50 for the rest of them. Uh, Raiders also in a pretty good position with the uh, Titans again. Uh, Storm, Roosters, Dragons and the Warriors. Just so on just on the Raiders, how's uh, Ricky Stewart's form coming out and blasting Channel 9? Because... They've lost five free to air games. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> and who picked them up, Brisbane? Uh, they've Quite got possibly. Thursday night games, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, Ricky's yeah. Ricky does love pushing his own point. <laughs> nah, he's got, no, he got it. Coaches Sorry, talked it. Go on. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And um, so, came out and said it was a, a joke of a draw and all the rest of it. There's been a bit of comment already. I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Um, dogs have probably got. A harder one of the harder draws. They um, obviously it doesn't help that they're one of the weaker teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. So as also with the Titans, so it's going to be a tough draw no matter what. But um, we've got the Eels twice, Manly and the Rabbits twice, which I wouldn't expect they'd probably win any of those games. And the Tigers and Dragons. Uh, Titans also probably be one of the hardest draws with the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos and Sharks twice, and they could fifty fifty get the Dragons. Uh, Manly, Eels, Knights, Storm, Dogs and Warriors So I would imagine they would win 
the majority of those ten games. Yeah. So once again, probably around a B. Uh, Storm with with the draw they've set up set it up looks like a lot of they want a lot of rivalry matches. Mm. So you you find a lot of the top teams, your Storm, your Manly, and um, Raiders, they're all playing each other twice. Mm. You know, the Roosters and the Dragons and all that kind of a lot of rivalry stuff. So they're trying to make it as exciting as possible. Uh, Manly Eels, Knights, Storm, Dogs and Warriors. So, once again, I'd expect them to win a, a lot of those games. Um, Storm Storm could probably win a lot of the games, but they've got one of the tougher draws as, again with the Eagles, Raiders, Rabbits and the Roosters all having to play all those twice and they're big rivalries, obviously, with the Raiders and the Roosters, so that's why they've chucked them in there again, I yep. would imagine. Uh, Knights average draw with the Storm, Tigers, Sea Eagles... Cowboys and the Warriors. Cowboys probably one of the one of the better draws with the Titans and the Knights, uh, Sharks, Panthers and the Broncos. Parramatta again. A lot of the teams at the end of this list have probably some of the better draws going around. Uh, Parramatta, Eagles, Dogs. You would imagine they'd win twice. Panthers fifty fifty. Broncos and Tigers, depending on how your boys turn up or not. Turn up or not. Uh, Panthers. Again, one of the weaker draws with the Warriors twice, Tigers, Eagles, Sharks and Cowboys. They would expect themselves to probably win at least half of those games, probably more. Uh, where are we at now? The Rabbits with the Broncos and the Storm. They're going to be obviously tough, but they're one of the contending teams. So, um, Tigers, Dogs and Roosters. Once again, the Ro- Roosters, Rabbits, Rivalry. Mm. They've tried the line up there. They love that. Uh, Dragons, Dogs, Sharks, Roosters, Titans and Raiders. Uh, Obviously where they're sitting, it's not... Where where they've showed up the first two games, I'm not sure if they win a lot of those games, but who knows? The the rule changes might suit them. Yep. Roosters with the Dragons, Storm, Broncos, Raiders and the Rabbits. Um, I think that's probably the toughest out of the lot, to be honest. Um, The Dragons, they get there, but the Storm, Broncos, Raiders and Rabbits... Probably don't want to be playing all four of those teams twice. Yeah. Uh, Warriors, Knights, Raiders, Panthers, Sharks and Eagles and sort of mid-range with the rest of them. Tigers probably, got, I think, have got the second best out of the lot with the Knights and the Dogs twice. I noticed our run home is not going the last four rounds. There's um, Storm and Roosters in that, but we do get a pretty good, pretty cosy one. You've got the Rabbits now. twice and the Eels twice, which is a bit up in the air, but I think you could probably get the Panthers on your better day. So. Mm. And I think the Sharks got the best out of the lot, to be honest. Um, yep. Got the Dragons twice, Titans twice. The Sharks have backed themselves to beat the Panthers twice. Got a pretty good record against them. I was quite happy the Eagles didn't show up because I don't think we've beaten them in about 15 years. <laughs> but, um, and then Cowboys and Warriors as well. So um, Warriors, you would expect probably two out of two, and Cowboys 50-50. So. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's going to be interesting on how it is. Like I know, like... When they went into lockdown, like you heard a few coaches saying, oh, we should make everyone start on zero points again. But in the day, guys, it doesn't matter. Just get out there, play what's in front of you. Teams keep their points because, you know, if you won, you deserve to keep those points. Yeah. I, I understand more the argument, uh, which we talked about and we all agreed with the, yeah. the ruck rules, but I understand the point of not changing the rule halfway through, a year, well, two rounds into a year, yeah. more than complaining about points. I get those yeah. complaints. I do understand that. Um, but the points are the points. They've played, you know, That's both it. teams had an even playing field. Both That's teams right. could have worked. And, everyone, and everyone's still got even playing playing field 
going for next week when the ball goes when, when the first right. kickoff happens, we're all on the same page. Like everyone's on the start from the same situation. And it's going to be an asterisk next to it anyway. No, no matter what, for the rest of the future. No, yes, there will. No, there'll always be questions around what would have happened with the other five well, rounds and all the rest of it. Not, not a question of whether they should have won it. Just what I think. I think what it yeah, was. They, if if, if anyone's sitting there grand final night going, oh, it shouldn't be Cowboys and Raiders, then. Come on, like what was going to change? They've all got to change. Yeah, no, of so. course. It's just you know, it's going to be talked about forever. We're yeah, living yeah, through yeah. history, mate. Like, yeah, we'll you your kids are going to ask you about this, and their yeah. kids are going to ask you about what. That's happened. right. Same way you yeah. asked about the Great Depression and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Any so having s- absorbed all that, the pair of you, um, from where it, it all sits, from where we kicked off, what teams? Obviously, we said we, which teams are advantage, but there are teams that now are up in your estimation or down or. What are there any teams you'd love to look at differently? Well, different to be honest, it's still um, it's a second preseason, as we've already said. So, yeah, yeah. I'm still going to keep teams where I originally had them. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same there. I'm locked in where I started at the start of the year. Obviously, first three or four weeks is going to tell you pretty much all you want to know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, until we actually see them run out there and start doing their thing again. But then, as you see, it, something comes along every two or three weeks and there's a scandal in the papers and someone gets stood down. Or oh, it's got to be, doesn't The continuing soap opera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that brings us to our trades. Uh, a couple of bit of news today. McCulloch's going to the Knights immediately uh, to fill a hole there. Yeah, that's, um, that's really good. Um, really good from the Knights, I think. Mm. They, you know, obviously, that was their weak spot. That was the questions once Braley got injured, whether their, where their depth was at the hooker and... He fills that spot perfectly, you know. He might not be as, um, might not have as much of a link at the moment with Pierce and Ponger and all the rest of it. But, but you think that on paper, it's quite a strong spine still. Yeah, oh, big time. Being well, a bloke in nearly three hundred games, to <laughs> fill that gap. Man. Yeah, no. and and in a younger team, probably gives them that a great leadership. Control uh, the forwards a little bit exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack uh, Jack Murky's gone to Warriors. Yeah, Jack Murchie, uh, Murchie, young second rower from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And they've also lost Luke Bateman, who's left effectively immediately. Mm. Um, lost the interest in the game at the moment and wants a break. And so. Kieran's injured. Kieran. Uh, Jack, yeah, where is it? Oh, Kieran from the Kieran, Warriors. Oh, sorry, there's a million Warriors. from yeah. the Warriors, man. Got, the Warriors with the injuries. you got Nathaniel Roach, uh, Jazz Tavanga, Lisa Nama, uh, Tane Milne, Bunty Afoa. Like, most of these blokes are out for pretty much most of the season. I saw Paul Gallen put his hand at the same come play. Uh, there's been uh, four Adam, of them. Adam, the, uh, Adam Kieran's out as well for the Warriors. Yeah, Adam yeah, Kieran that's, has that's the bloke before. he was looking yeah. for. And there's yeah. another one as well, but um, I didn't write his name down. But yeah, you got Gallen, Slater, Thiaday apparently have all put their hands up. And Kevin Locke came out today as well. So. Oh. How old's Kevin Locke? Oh, he's still young. He's not that he, old. He hmm. retired pretty early, but... Um, Chuck those four blokes in there, and they're contending at the end of the year. Well, they're all, it's like, but I know they are, but it's like the Jerry thing. It's like they're still going to get ring rust off and yeah, yeah, of get course. Back but mate, it. they make that team a whole week. Whole week oh, well, of course, of course. I, but I, whether the um, NRL go out of their way to do anything to help them, why knows? you know why not? But it, I, I can't see Slater playing. But um, I, I believe Gallon probably would. Yeah, put um, imagine Slater on the wing with RTS, and you just go. How big Slater? Slater these just days? run around and do whatever the hell. What's he under over? Is Slater bigger or smaller than me? Oh, I reckon he probably got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, get, I mean, why not? Why not? And I'm sure... It'd be something interesting, wouldn't it? It'd get um, it'd get a lot more viewers for Warriors games, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially the first few weeks. But, uh, for sure, I think, why not? Um, Cody Walker front-kicking people? Oh, uh, yeah, the Apparently, black mouth yeah. thing. Apparently he's been quit by the police. 
Yeah, but how, how do you not get assault for kicking a bloke in the chest? <laughs> I was breaking up a fight, so is that the go now? So when somebody pisses you off at the pub, you just belt him. I was breaking up a fight. He was going to hit that bloke over there. I'm sure he was. So, like, I know, like, so many people saying, oh, good on him, he was breaking up a fight. So what if the police next minute goes out to a riot and starts going around kicking people? Well, we only had to break it up. No, I'm just <laughs> trying to help, mate. It's calm down. That's, <laughs> That's fine in the US. You can kick what you want. <laughs> and um, apparently the, the blackmail, the, um, the the text message that was received by Cody Walker's manager has been traced back to another football manager. Oh, really? Oh, who knows? <laughs> apparently. Wow. Uh, who knows? But how, Allegedly. Like, seriously, how can you be that stupid yeah. to send a message off your own phone? Yeah. Like, fuck. Uh, get, footy, mate. get the new idea Surely and cut the foot- fucking letters out and make <laughs> up a ransom note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put it under the door. <laughs> Can't buy a fucking thirty dollars. So how do these player managers not have? Surely all these footy managers have burners just to send <laughs> random so. te- text yeah, to journos. Hey, start, I've heard this is out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. They have to. Uh, wow. Uh, and we'll wrap up with our favourite topic uh, so far, Supercoach. You've had a chance to study the five trades. Oh, I just wanted to comment the Anzac match. Oh yes, yes, yes. Go for uh, it. Been moved for to. That's true. August sixth, uh, round thirteen, which is the anniversary of. Lone Pine, so obviously another yes. uh, commemorative Anzac battle that happened in Gallipoli. Oh, that's quite cool. Back in Turkey, yeah. so um, that was yeah, really cool to do that. Interesting, um, and that uh, I assume that's just an excuse to release all the Anzac jerseys, but <laughs> you would imagine. Uh, so, but, but it's that's still a that's a cool thing. That's the whole really idea cool. of the you know. Hey, but whole but, idea but, of but the also, guys, so. um, and they're going to play both, and they're going to play the sorry, the Dragons, and they're going to play the Warriors one as well. Melbourne Warriors, the traditional one. I'm not 100 percent sure. As far as I know, it was the Roosters and the Roosters Dragons. Roosters Dragons game. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but also, I'm um, just also as well, some extra news. Like today, uh, the women's State of Origin game has been yes. confirmed. They're just looking oh, for cool. a, they got a date. They're just looking for a venue now. Yeah, it's one off standalone quick. on its yeah, own. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, that, yeah, I heard that's um, going to be, I think, November 13th. Yep. Uh, for the women's game. So well, it, isn't it the same date as Origin 2? Oh, I've got no idea, mate. Or 3. They'll end up playing. No, no, they're, they're different days because they're on a Friday. The women's yeah, game's uh, going to be on a Friday. Okay. And um, uh, Andrew. Ado, is it? I think. A, yeah, the, the new interim CEO. Interim yeah. CEO came out and said it was always going to be a standalone thing because they almost got a million viewers last year on their own. So, ah, it's cool. Obviously, women's rugby is awesome. No, I'm a big fan of women. It's, it's easily the easiest women's sport to watch for me. I, oh, I love it. Yeah, mate. I tell you now, it beats uh, watching the uh, women's AFL. Mm. Like nothing against the women themselves who play in the women's AFL. But they, I think they need to look at modifying the size of the field for yeah, it. It's hard to watch yeah. eight points play for it full time. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah it's much higher scoring in the in the uh, origin women's origin. Uh, so that's good news, absolutely great news. Uh, so, Super Coach uh, Barn, what do you take away so far from? Um, you've had a week to gestate and uh, think about the five trades you're going to use up for next week. So basically, what I've gone looking for over this week is uh, projected cash rises. So obviously, two of your blokes are going to try and downgrade to pick up as much money as possible, and these ten blokes are at the top of the list for projected uh, price rises. So projected price rises works off the three uh, the three round rolling average, which is basically how your player is scored with Supercoach, how they um, adjust their prices. Mm-hmm. It goes on their last three games, so it doesn't matter if they had a brilliant game ten games ago. That's not that's in a the rolling list, three so rounds. Yeah. The rolling three rounds. That's how the cash is um, calculated. And at the moment, number one is one that you're pretty happy you've got in your team, I'm pretty sure, Appy Coruscant at hooker. 
Um, he's got a break even of minus 67. So Lovely. what that's telling you is he needs to score minus 67 points <laughs> to get his score this week. Don't so, drop the ball yeah. 22 <laughs> times. So basically he's going to make money for probably the next five to six weeks. And this week he's going to make a projected $95,000. So if you don't have him in your team and you're looking for some cash, you probably want to get him in this week. The only problem is 95% of people are going to have him in his team, so yeah. it's not a point of difference. But you don't need a lot of points of difference in your team. You just need three or four good ones, and yep. there it is. Uh, the second rank was Emre Gula from the Raiders. Mm. Uh, could be a trap down the road where his minutes might end up being decreased. The two back rowers leaving probably helps a little bit, but um, how much game time and how many points he will score down the track is a question mark. He's break-even a 69, so once again, he's going to be making you money for at least a month, probably six weeks, and projected to make 85 grand this week, and only 220 to get in, but he's only in the front row. So, uh, Number three, second rower, Elisi Katoa, a new starter from the Warriors this year, at bottom dollar, $171,000, break-even a minus 40, and projected to go up 70K. He's got some minutes ahead of him too. He's had the, He's been playing big minutes, yeah. yeah. So, and it's uh, not going to get any less. You wouldn't think so. Um, Unless Paul Gowan comes back and plays 80 minutes. <laughs> That's it. Um, number four is Sione Katoa from the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winger based at the moment at 368000 I nearly bought him too. Break even again of minus 40 and projected to make again 70 k this week. So if you've got some wiggle room or you want to play around with your centres, he's one worth looking at. Oh, mate. Sione Katoa from the Sharks. Mate, you... Put him on the wing, centre, wherever, but definitely out on the wing, mate. You can find a try one. I was filthy mate, last he, he, year, mate. Mate, I'll tell you right now, he's that good at jumping. I don't know why he's <laughs> trying me. to go to the Olympics as a long jumper. <laughs> yeah, right. Mate, he can jump from 10 metres out and yeah. score a try. Because he was in and out of the <laughs> team last year, and I couldn't understand. I used to blow up all the time. Oh, what are you doing, John Morris? Why oh, but, but, but then he'll, go back, but then he'll like, go back and play for Newtown and kill it. So, yeah. And then do what he does best, you know, jumping t- from 10 metres out. <laughs> Probably jumping 10 feet in the air, yeah. doing a front flip and still scoring a try. <laughs> <laughs> I've written down number five here, but I haven't written a name down, which is good. How cryptic of yeah. you. Um, second Have you row got notes centre, there? <laughs> I, I know who it is. Second row is centre wing, so you can be used in dual positions, which is really handy when you're trying to shuffle your teams around mm-hmm. and you've got injuries and all the rest of it. Uh, Isaiah Yo, mm. 404,000, break even of 30, so he's going to make money again for three or four weeks and projected to go up 67,000. Uh, so I've just gone in depth with the top five. The next five: uh, Drinkwater, Kane Evans, Katoni Stags, uh, Ben Hampton, and Tui Kamakamika. What price Katoni? I haven't got a price here to okay. be honest. It's around about four thirty. I think I'll it tell is. I'll tell you right now because Joey Lalu can go in front of my eyes. It's around four hundred and thirty thousand, but he's projected to make around fifty, and then should probably make another fifty on top. Four four seven years. Four, four, seven, seven. Um, they're your top ten picks if you're trying to make as much money possible as possible over the next three or four weeks. So um, um, I'll put you a couple of on the spot questions. Yeah, We've got five five trades we have to use up this week. Yep. It's our last chance to use them because we're burning our agent trades. Are you going to use all five yourself? Yeah, more than likely. Uh, minimum four. But, yeah. um, should people feel obliged to use all five for the sake of it? I don't think you have to if you... If you've used a couple, probably not. Yeah. Um, but... This is the best. It's just worked out perfectly this year. It's a year. chance to maybe offload three that you can't that you would have taken three rounds to get rid of. Yeah, well, generally that's over, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, round three, you're sort of scrambling, going, "I've got four blokes that aren't going real good. Which one do I sell? Yeah. Which one don't I sell?" 
And then obviously the one you sell makes a hundred points the next week. But, yeah, um, of course. Yeah, generally, generally just the way it goes. But um, yeah, normally around this time you're only you've only got the two trades, so it makes it a little bit harder to make a, a big impact at this time of the season. Whereas now you're going to have to make as big an impact as you can because it it's just going to be chasing from now. Yeah, that's right. Um, but there's an that's an old saying too. Don't go chasing last week's points because mm. the bloke that got a hundred last week might not score a hundred again for the rest of the season. So. Exactly. So a couple, I might just throw a few names at you. Yep. Um, the Parramatta half pair, Brown. Brown and Moses, they're both pushing half a mil. Would you hold them or would you be looking to offload? And well, just Brown's going to make a lot of money over the next, like huge amounts of money over the next three to four weeks. Probably yep. close to $200,000. So yep. he's definitely a hold. Um, Moses... Moses, if you're going to hold him, he's going to be your bloke that you're going to hold all year. He's going to. He's, he's going to be have half, to be. There might be time now half. at nearly 600k to be finding your full time half. Yeah, oh, I'm mate, not sure what his what projection you know, is. What, how much is he again? 600k. Five seven. Yeah, yeah, top yeah. dollar. Well, top dollar. Much, yeah. So just imagine, he goes out, scores all these points, his price goes up. Where you're going to make money, but what's the chances of that happening? Yeah, he's, he's still that he's in, gonna struggle in to my make mind. Too he's still a flat track bully to an extent. So I think. Well, if That's if you don't have drink water and you can shuffle around your halves, it's probably not a bad idea to maybe, yeah, trade out. But he's a funny one because he'll burn you for three weeks and then he'll score three hundreds in a row. So mm. and it'll be the week after I get rid of him. Working on averages, um, really. Mm, you see, we've talked about Chorus out. Uh, someone like an Adam Dewey, who's now basically been told he's the fullback and he's in mid three hundreds. He's been told yeah. he's the fullback. It's the hot male that he's coming out and they're going to be Adam playing Dewey. fullback. Is it? Is he now going to be going out? He hasn't been doing a lot at centre. He's been playing okay, but not, yep. not touching yeah, the ball. Yeah, apparently he's been is it now back to fullback. And yeah. uh, Corey Thompson's under the wing. to the wing, yeah. apparently. So well, if he's, um, he's going to play as an average NRL fullback, like even if just scraping through on averages, he probably should be priced around 450 yep. So he's there's some money the to be made there. Yep. Um, but I probably wouldn't be going that no. way. Okay. Uh, any names off the top of your head, Trev, that might be value that we're about to kick back off? Uh, what's that uh, young fellow who, who was part of the trade agreement to go to the Tigers? Uh, Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Harry Grant yeah. I think him coming off the bench or for the Tigers. I reckon he, he could be a good roughie. Yep. Definitely. Yep. And that, um, if Billy Maguire gets picked in the Sharks, mate, he's another roughie that can make you money as well, I reckon. Yeah. And he'll be one I'll be getting dirty at Morris again for if he doesn't pick him because he looks like he belongs there. So. And then I, I've said to... Maguire was one of the choices to have in your team from the get-go, but if yes, he's not he getting chosen... Yeah, that's that's the... Uh, that's the problem. That, Ultimate that, conundrum. That, that, <laughs> and that's it, mate. Like, and that's the thing is, when it comes to the roughies, you can go pick them, but if they don't get picked in the top 17 that week, then you're scrambling around again. Yeah, that's right. So And they have to play your three games as well, so if they haven't already played two games, then... Wardrobe malfunctions. want to hope that they can play three games. Um... Exactly. Any names for you, Barn? Off the top of your head, that you? Oh well, everyone's. Are you going to chase? Or you, other than the you have obvious, you know, Tamalo, we've got Gibson guitars. We got what is going Jesus. on here? I'm wrecking the from? joint. That's what I do. <laughs> but um, oh, obviously, all the the top names in Supercoach. That the if you don't have them, you want to get them. Is uh, you've got yeah, Payne Haas. You got Ryan Madison. Um, front uh, rower, second rower, big minutes, lots of tackles. Tamalolo, havoc as well with offloads and all the rest of it. Yeah, your Tamalolos. Um, you you want to get as many of your guns in as you can. Probably two or three with the five trades this week, and then um, downgrade to free up some cash in the following weeks coming after that. 
Interesting week ahead. I think next week we'd, we'd finally do some game analysis as we keep spruiking. Yep. It'll be fun to talk about that. Um, but, um, yeah, there was three blokes that I left out of my team at the start of the year that I'll be looking to get in this week, and that's um, Alex Twile. Mm-hmm. He's just, the first two rounds he's been, you know, just workhorse and making yep. good points. Um, Ryan Madison, who I never should have left out in the first place. And um, who was the other one? Next twelve, Madison and Nah, I've lost that. That's not good. No, that's fine. I'll just put it up here. Uh obviously Nathan Cleary's having some time on the sideline. Um Ponga suspended. Ponga as well suspended as well. Charge. Just looking at the top few, Katoa, Mitch Pierce, Alex Twile. I don't have a scroll is the next question. There we go. Uh so yeah, a few of them that we'll look at. Yeah, Yeo. Oh, uh, and, and Teddy, but I'm still not, not sure how the Roosters are going to come back. So Teddy oh, versus Turbo, if you got one pick, and Katoni Stags, um, probably Turbo. To be honest, he's more, um, he's more of a one out. You know, when the brilliant stuff happen and he's there, whereas Tedesco's more, a little bit more support. Whereas Teddy goes looking for it and he doesn't mind the contact and he, he um, looks to set up other people. Whereas Teddy's more of a hole runner. Yeah, yeah. For no, super coach. And <coughs> under the new ruck rules. Uh, Damien Cook's still too expensive, seven seven hundred k. Oh, yeah, I don't oh think mate, he's gonna ridiculous. Like, you know, like I understand, you know, like he's gonna shine with this new ruck ruling. Yeah, because you know, one one thing you see when they normally give the penalties for infringements in the ruck, he's normally out dummy half by the time they blow the whistle. To, yeah, yeah. So give him six again. See you later. <laughs> but uh, but right now he's priced almost out of the market. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, he's top dollar. He was he was the gun all last year. Yeah, consistent points all last two years, realistically. Yeah, and paying a price for it now. I, th- I think I, well, I've had Coruscant. I asked Brute Coruscant at our first episode, which we were all at, and I think I'll be holding on for for now and cashing in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, three or four weeks at yeah. least. I make up your Coruscant. Buy or just I know we're talking super coach here, but. First two weeks of competition before we went into lockdown, he was the best hooker in the game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And as I said yeah. on another podcast on uh, yesterday on the final whistle, I go, Manly only didn't resign because they saw Manisi Fenu as the future. Yeah, obviously Manisi got in some trouble. Yep, and that. Yep, or like you know, like uh, and that, and obviously they've had to go get someone else to go and play, but I tell you right now, if they knew what was going to happen with Manisi getting caught up with the wall with whatever happened, yep. and that, I tell you now, they would have kept Happy Carousel at Manly. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because one thing... Uh, but he's just straight and Penrith up. They're just playing different that's right. footy. Different uh, oh, definitely. Footy. And he's getting them moving forward, going straight. Like, nothing against Nathan Cleary, but when times get tough, he goes size to side. He doesn't go direct. Yeah, his and pet play for a long time was pass it to kick out. Like, you go left, 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 and maybe once back, but it's that's like, right. Yeah, they've straightened right up. They've straightened right up with him, and you know, because you can't have two two halves, him and uh, Jerome Luai. Luai, both going side, both side to side, yeah. and, and that. So Appy's getting them going forward for them to do what. There they were games do. last year where I'd sit and we'd all watch it, and I'd be sitting with Flobs and whoever else, and we'd be watching it. And um, I'd sit there and go, "Have Penrith actually trained together this week?" Because one half would have it and go this way for half the set, yeah. and then across the field and go that, and it's like there was just n- there was no structure in it. He's just straightened it up and he's let Luai play his own game, and it's like Cleary probably play his own game as well, and and 
almost look more in control by being less in control, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just on Supercoach, he might even be worth keeping, to be honest. Like so he's not going to Generally, keeper status is around 60 to 65 as mm-hmm. an average. and um, He's going to be clearing it. But he might not make... You know, you're not going to make his money, but if he's if he's averaging the top or the second top for a hooker, then there's no reason to get rid of him, really. So. Exactly. Anything you want to finish on, boys? Um, no, I just hope that the referees, like, you know, pull their heads in. And at the end of the day, guys, everyone's been affected by what's going on. Unfortunately, you know, if you're relying on, especially the part-timers, and, and as I said, like, I understand where they're coming from, you know, like, uh, and all that. But end of the day, everyone's taking a cut everywhere in the world. That's right. So guys, just get on referee the game, and that, and just go from there. Yeah, Barney boy. I oh, mate, I just yeah, so excited. <laughs> Next weekend, it's gonna be. I won't be able to um, turn sideways near tables and stuff. Just <laughs> stuff off tables. <laughs> just, just, just another thing, guys. Um, <laughs> while we're on Supercoach, here's another roughie for you, Matt Burton. Yeah, coming in to take coming, coming spot. to take Cleary's spot, yep. mate. So just just for the listeners out there, the only and problem yeah. is if he doesn't get more than two games, his value. Yeah, he won't. He won't increase. Yeah, and he won't. Yeah. Tex Hoy is a long term prospect. We said. Oh, he Tex Hoy. Coming up. So he talked about knocking over tables. Trevor just got dinging. But we will be back. So going forward, we're going to Wednesday nights. Back to Wednesday nights because we want to be up before the footy kicks off. So Wednesday nights, Thursday morning on your commute to work, you should get our episode. Downloaded to your Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Uh, if you subscribe, follow us on Facebook. We'll start putting up some more questions and stuff as we head into the season proper. Until then, everybody, take it easy. We will talk to everyone next week when it's time to actually talk footy, footy, footy. Have a good weekend. Ready. Oh, it's it's time to listen to your weekly four. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> See ya.